1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. I am very excited to share this one. I am a major advocate for CBD and the destigmatization of the use of cannabis, especially for women. Cannabis is something that we shouldn't feel embarrassed or ashamed for using. I jumped at the opportunity to speak with Amanda Goats, the founder and CEO of House of Wise, as she feels the exact same way as me. House of Wise is the personal wellness and luxury CBD brand empowering women To give more purposeful intention to their routine, so they can take better control of their lives, Amanda made it her mission to source, develop, and provide products to other women that were reliable, trusted, and super high quality. Simultaneously, Amanda is focused on being a leader and advocate to break down the stigmas and double standards women face every day. Through a community and high-quality CBD products, Amanda and House of Wise are empowering women to take control of their their sleep, sex, stress, strength, and wealth. During our chat, we talk about why and how she built her brand, the benefits of CBD and how she takes it all throughout the day. The power females should feel embracing their sexuality, making choices with intention, pressures women put on themselves in the professional world, and more. I'm so excited for you to hear this chat. Here is Amanda. Amanda. I'm so excited to chat with you. House of Wise, the products, first of all, they're so beautiful. And I'll start off by saying that my husband and I use the sex serum and it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. It was so amazing. So, okay. So House of Wise. So I have been so interested in the CBD, I mean, and THC industry, but the CBD industry, especially just because it's obviously a non-psychoactive version of THC. And first I just thought you could, you could start us out and, and tell us how CBD has played a role in your life and then how it then like inspired you to start this company.
0: Yeah. So I grew up not in California, like you did where I feel like cannabis is, is kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah. But I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in a town of 800 people. Oh my God. Where cars. I love the Midwest. Yeah. I grew up in Illinois. So outside Ooh. of Peoria, Illinois, a very small town growing up, alcohol was always just accepted in the Midwest. And also another like part of my story is that I got engaged at 19. Oh so I'm a first goodness. generation college grad. Neither of my parents went to college. They've actually never even been on an airplane. Like I grew up pretty poor. And where you're taught that your identity comes from one, who you're with, a spouse, and, and two, being a mother. right? And so my 20s, I kind of treated as like a, almost like a to-do list where it was like, get married, have kids. And all of a sudden, fast forward to I'm 32. I'm at the height of my career. I was leading marketing at a big global brand, had, you know, huge team. It was amazing. I loved what Mm -hmm. I was doing. I had three Mm -hmm. kids under the age of four and I found myself. Yeah. And then I found myself filing for divorce (gasps) and, you know, after years of therapy and understanding kind of you know, that kind of shadow work of like why you make decisions when you're not really in tune with the subconscious stuff that's going on with you. Mm -hmm. I started to really learn who I was growing into. And it was, it was beyond that relationship. And there's tons of stigma still around divorce and in cannabis. And so as I was going through this, I was going through a ton of situational depression, a ton of anxiety. And Mm -hmm. like, Society and mom TikTok celebrates the like glass of wine or two or three at night. That was really affecting my health. And my anxiety attacks were increasing despite going to therapy. I'm doing all the work. And so I turned to cannabis kind of out of desperation, but really in like the privacy of my home. Like I wasn't telling people I was using it. But then my life started to get better and I was sleeping better. And I realized that there are a ton of products on the market that are placebo. They're not super effective. There's no line of like regulation around CBD because the FDA won't you know, regulate it. And so I had a lot of bad experiences with cannabis. And so as like a mom of three toddlers with a high functioning career, I needed products that really I trusted and that spoke to me. And what I started to realize is the more comfortable I got, I started telling my friends about what I was doing and using, and they would, they were interested and they were excited to learn more and then COVID hit. And so then it was a whole other level. I still had my full-time job when COVID hit, but then I saw my friends, especially my mom friends drinking more than I've ever seen them drink, dealing with so much more anxiety and depression. And yet not willing to turn to something that could help them. And so I quit my job in the middle of the pandemic while homeschooling three
1: kids sanity.
0: Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just, why not? Yeah.
1: um, Just bring it on. Right. Just bring it on. The more, the the the
0: merrier. Yeah. I raised two rounds of VC funding in the pandemic was its own beast, but I will say like it, was probably a lot easier because as a mom, I can't get babysitters all the time to go to networking events. And all of a sudden everybody was on zoom and on clubhouse. And I could actually have a seat at a table that I probably wouldn't have gotten a seat at.
1: Right. And so
0: I raised two rounds of funding. We launched December of last year. So we're coming up on our first birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which is just, it feels like 20. I mean, you know, I'm, i am Cozy Co, like how long have you been
1: doing that now? Yeah, that launched in the pandemic too. I started it in April of this year. So I agree with you. Like there's so many things you're sitting at home and you're like, wow, this puts so many things into perspective about what's really important in life. And like now is the time, even though our outside world and everything is so unsure and so unknown and so chaotic it also puts everything into perspective. So, I feel like there have been a lot of creative, awesome, inspiring people that have launched stuff in this past year because of this same reason.
0: Yeah, it just all yeah. of a sudden life feels it felt more finite.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't want
0: to like go dark on that, but like it felt yeah. finite. And so all of a sudden you're like, what do I want to do with my time here? Right. And it's focused on impact and passion. And for me, I I've lived, I've gone through so many things, whether it was infertility or miscarriage or divorce. And I felt like there was this shame or guilt, even around those things. And even now, so we have four product lines, we have sleep, we have sex, we have stress and we have strength and allowing space for each of those conversations and particularly sex. Like now I found myself having to like re-enter the dating world as a single mom Mm -hmm. and embracing my sexuality. And I realized how much of like, when I was a mom, how that had got was really put on the back burner.
1: Totally lost. Yeah.
0: Totally lost. And I yeah. want women to understand that we can't be all of these things at once mm-hmm. and creating space. And for us, it's like the gummy is not only an effective product, it actually you ingest it and it affects your bodily function, but it also creates your mental function because you take the gummy and then it's about 30 minutes before it sets in. And again, mm. it's CBD. It's not a psychoactive and it's combined with active ingredients, but that right. 30 minutes, I call like the transition period. And you should honor the transition. Meaning when you've got toddlers climbing all over you, you're, you're not feeling sexy and that's okay. But like when you allow yourself to create space, where you go transition. And I I always have this like Superman, like thought in my head where it's like, he goes into the phone booth and then he comes out of Superman. Like yeah. me, <laughs>
1: my bathtub is my phone booth. Yeah.
0: Like I go take a bath and then yeah it's I, your
1: vessel for transformation. Exactly. Oh, yes. I love that. And so, yeah.
0: yeah. And so the, the gummies themselves are vessels for transformation because You have now space in a window where something is going to happen, whether it's, you know, you're going to get a good night's sleep or you're going to get that workout in and that those active ingredients are going to kick in. But now you're creating space for it and understanding that it's okay that you can't be all those things at once.
1: Mm -hmm. So, okay, I mean, I am I'm so with you on this because I'm so on the team of like destigmatizing CBD and THC, especially right now obviously we're talking about CBD, but like you, I feel like everyone is so okay at the end of the night like talking about their wine, how many glasses, whatever, it's like no issue, right? If you're a mom and you have kids and you drink wine, whatever, no one even thinks twice about it. But as soon as you kind of talk about like anything CBD or THC related, it feels like eyebrows go up or people Mm -hmm. are really scared to talk about it. And I'm an avid user. So like, and I've been open about that because I think it's important. So can you talk about like, First of all, the difference between CBD and THC and why, why people who are maybe a little bit nervous about THC can turn to CBD. And also just like why people shouldn't be so nervous about what anybody thinks about them using these kinds of products.
0: Yeah, 100%. So to answer your first question, when you think about a cannabis plant, when it has high CBD count and low THC, it is a hemp plant. And the, the further it grows, the quote unquote hotter it gets, meaning the more the THC level rises. And then when the THC level goes be beyond the like 0.3%, which is the, you know, legal level that you can have to be hemp, industrial mm-hmm. hemp, if it goes above 0.3% and that THC starts to rise, it turns into a marijuana plant Got it. and it's harvested as marijuana and it's used for the psychoactives. And so the thing that people don't realize is that we have an ECS, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body, and it was not discovered until like just a few years ago. And so we have this system in our body that can be overregulated and underregulated. And those it, it speaks with your central nervous system. And so when you take a cannabinoid, it, it binds and works with your ECS to restabilize. So these are natural processes that our body is used to, whereas alcohol is not a natural substance. And and I wanna say like, I, I think, The word sober can be kind of polarizing. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. And
0: so the way I've explained it to my friends, like one, I have like my joking phrase that I say when I'm out at a party or a networking event and I'm like, oh, I don't drink on a school night. You know, it's like my funny way of saying it. I just, (laughs) um, I call it like intentional drinking for Uh me. Everything in my life is intentional. If I'm going to go out with my girlfriends or if I'm going to like a winery or something and I like Know and create space for that. Mm-hmm. I know what consequences will happen because I am a lightweight and I also know I will feel like shit the next day. Yes. Yeah. But I'm intentional and I have made those trade offs. Whereas right. I feel like we are what I was doing like during my the early days of my divorce was it was like a zombie like walk to my fridge to grab the glass of wine. And I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about it.
1: It was just like trying to numb whatever you were dealing with. 100%.
0: And so I have, the the newest thing for me has been the, the social pressure. So it's easier for me at home because, you know, I go to bed at like 9.30 at night. And so it's Good so much easier <laughs> to be like, no, 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 I'm not drinking tonight. But when I go to networking events or out with people, and I have already told myself that I'm not drinking and I'm, I'm sitting with now, this is a new thing for me, sitting with how I feel when I say that or how I feel at an event and where my discomfort comes from and how I'm using a drink as a barrier or safely kind of like a, um, what are, what if little babies have? Like a lovey? Right? Yeah.
1: Like a pat. Yeah, exactly. Like a passy or a lovey or just like yeah. something as like a crutch. Totally. I mean, I have felt that way about alcohol too. Like I have felt that you use it and in t- instead of being like, Oh, I'm really going to enjoy a glass of wine. And like, like you said, be intentional and present about it. It can be used as like a crutch and that's not necessarily healthy, but I feel like with CBD products, you don't look at them like that. Like it's a different, I don't know, for me, at least it's a different mentality in terms of usage.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's why With our products, I wanted to name them with the the intention first, whether it's sleep or sex or stress. And they each have active ingredients because CBD is a really powerful heightener and activator of active ingredients. So you actually can have less of them. So for example, our pre-workout, our Strength Gummy has only 60 milligrams of caffeine. And most pre-workouts have like 100 or 200, which gives me like caffeine jitters and affects my sleep, but it heightens it. And so with CBD, there's so much on the market that you don't really know what the effect is intended to be. And it's important for people, especially with our products, it's like most people associate CBD with just the downer, like the sleep or the coming down part, but it actually can be a really powerful upper. And so as I think about future products, it's like, why do people drink tequila? They, they want that upper, they want to feel that high. And So it's all about the intended outcome that you're looking for.
1: That makes so much sense because I think that, like you said, there are, it is such a saturated market and so many products just say like it has CBD in it, but I think it's confusing for people like, well, first of all, what is the CBD supposed to do? And like, how can I actually get something for my specific needs? Exactly. So you were saying you have multiple pillars in House of Wise. You have the sleep, the stress, the strength, and the sex. So, tell us what are the products within those pillars and then also just like how you settled on those. You know, I mean, it, they, they sound sort of obvious, but I feel like there's so much more meaning behind them and how, how they're each formulated for those different pillars.
0: hundred percent. So we started with sleep, sex, and stress. One, because I believe, and it, it's all coming from personal, you know. Experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah, and mission. Yeah in that when i don't sleep the next day i usually you know don't have the energy to get a workout and my anxiety is higher and that's mm-hmm. usually when and i had no libido and then that's when I would reach for the glass of wine yep. and then that wine would, uh, again, affect my sleep. And so it would be this horrible snowball effect.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely, I feel like sleep is the most important thing in terms of setting yourself up for success for the day. Like if I haven't slept properly, I can't, I, I really can't function. Like I cannot look at my day with a positive attitude. I don't want to do anything, lack of motivation, anything that like, anything can tip me off. It's like even the smallest thing. If it's not 75 degrees, then I, I freak out. So <laughs> yes, <yeah>, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get into the sleep. If
0: anybody is like into biohacking, like I love looking at the data behind my sleep. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to data inputs and biohacking and
1: interesting. So-
0: understanding sleep efficacy is also important because it's not just about the number of hours. It's about how much deep sleep, how much effective sleep that's when like cellular repair happens. Right. And, and so understanding that, because what alcohol gives this like misleading perception because you actually fall asleep faster with alcohol, but what happens is your REM cycles are shortened and you may not even complete the three to four total psych sleep cycles. And so it's disrupted. And so it's that effective sleep. So you could, yeah, you could sleep for eight hours after a couple glasses of wine, but it's not effective sleep. Right. And that's when you're yeah. tired the next day. But right, yeah, so we started with sleep because like you, I was like, that's literally the foundation. So I call that like the foundation of our house. And then stress, something that like you can have in the morning. And for me, I'm trying to like wean off of how much coffee I'm drinking in the morning. and And so having something that counterbalances that. And I can pair it with my coffee. So we have drops or gummies. And I put the drops in my coffee because it helps cut through any like caffeine jitters that I get. Amazing. Um, and then sex was really important to me because I was entering this phase where I'm embracing my sexuality unlike I ever have before in my life. I got engaged at 19. I was really, really taught and conditioned that like our sexuality is for a man, right? really, in a heteronormative language, right? Right, right, right. And so for me, I'm now finding myself understanding and exploring even just my sexuality of like what I even like or what I enjoy and feeling like there was no space to talk about that. Like I have my mom friends, I have my like female founder friends, but like Life isn't that neat. And I wanna be able to talk about these things kind of all together because we are multi-hyphenates. Like we we don't just exist in these neat little buckets like the world wants us to. And so I wanted to create a brand out of the gate that put sex right on the table and said, this is also important and that it's for you. And so we have this like tagline that says, partner is optional, pleasure is not. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and teaching women that even just like in a a sexual experience, like it doesn't end because your, your husband finished. Like it is also about your pleasure and creating products. And like our gummy has three active ingredients. It has horny goat weed, ashwagandha and maca root. And what those do is first the CBD kicks in and, you know, we operate in our head all day and it kind of starts to get you out of your head and into your body. And and that's the hardest part for for me personally is like oh not thinking about all the thousand things i need to do and oh that you know one kid has a field trip next day or what. Yeah, whatever. no,
1: you need to be in the zone. Like you in can't be distracted by other things because then you'll not you won't fully enjoy yourself for sure. Correct. And
0: so then the other three ingredients increase blood flow and increased lubrication. And so increasing blood flow, like if your blood is increased to any part of your body, it increases sensitivity to it. And so you can imagine if it's going to any part of your vaginal region, you're going to have heightened sensation, which also leads to a heightened orgasm. And, and so that paired with like, you tried the sex serum that has a cooling and tingling sensation, but it's all focused on her being in control and knowing that like, it's, she's equally a part of this and her pleasure is equally as important.
1: Right. Right. And like the sex aspect was the most, was the most interesting one to me just because yes, sleep, yes, stress, yes, strength. Those are all things that I feel like we're all very open to talking about not having or having, but sex is something, I don't know, very intimate that I don't really find a lot of people discussing. And so Personally, like I said, I absolutely loved the sex serum. Like it's sitting next to our, our bed in my little, my nightstand. And yeah, I just think it's so important whether people want to talk about it or not, that's fine. It's just so important for people to know that there are products out there like that to help support them. Yeah. So it opens
0: up this larger conversation around like what society has trained us to think about ourselves
1: a hundred percent and
0: for example i remember i went on my first trip post covid to miami where i just moved after a decade in new york city and oh my goodness yeah and i was like it was I was one of those people that woke up in 2020 and I was like, okay, my divorce is almost finalized. This is going to be my year. And then COVID <laughs> hits. And I'm like, uh, like what am I supposed Shit. to do? Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I guess I'll just wait another year before I start living my life. Cool. Right, right. And so I went on this trip and I remember posting like the bikini photo, like, thirst trap, if you want to call it that,
1: but it was Whatever. Totally just, uh-huh.
0: like, I was feeling myself. And yeah, as you photo. should. And I remember getting DMS being like, aren't you worried? Like what your investors or potential investors are going to say? And I was like, what? what? And so it opened up this whole new like line of thinking of, we can't be sexual beings because it, it it's like, because we've been trained to be objects of it. And that it's for a patriarchal view of who women are in society. And so for me, when I like started really thinking about this, I'm like, no, we need to lean into this more because there aren't a lot of women who are owning that they should be respected in a boardroom while posting whatever they wanna post and talking about whatever they wanna talk about. And it's, it's not their responsibility to teach a man not to objectify them,
1: you know, hundred percent. Talk me through a day in your life of using the products from like the morning to the evening.
0: Okay, so I have three kids. Yes, eight, six, four. 4. So the mornings are like uh, like a drill sergeant. Like I I know exactly like what time I need to get everyone up. I have their clothes laid out. Like yeah. I have to be organized, <laughs> otherwise. I need my day to start with calm and peace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise everything else kinds kind of goes. And so I actually keep my stress gummies in my car because I'm usually good while I'm getting the kids dressed, but then it that drive to school and I am not a good driver. I've lived in New York city for the past 10 years. Like I <laughs> suck at driving. And so, so do I,
1: my husband uh, will never let me drive. Like if it's, if it's the two of us in the car, I'm never allowed to drive in the, I think I'm fine, but I get it. I, I'm probably yeah. not.
0: <laughs> so now I have to, I'm like, okay, I gotta take him to school. It's like a 30 yeah. drive. And so I take my stress gummy then, and then I get home. That's when I start work and th- I usually put like stress drops in my coffee. Cause m- by now I'm like actually getting to enjoy my coffee. Right. Um, then I work for a few hours. I have like my flow state time where I, I don't allow meetings. And so I don't allow anybody to really book anything before noon, because for me, that's what I call like my offense time when I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually doing my work that needs to be pushed forward that no one else can do. Right.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so important. It's so important to set those boundaries. I just realized the importance of scheduling like six months ago and it really, it really changed my life. Yeah.
0: And, and you, you worry cause you're like, Oh, they're going to think I'm being selfish, but like you should be because you will have a greater impact on the greater business. If yes. you can actually stay in flow state. And that's the big thing with house of wise, we're on a mission to actually build a massive company with breaking all the traditional norms of what the nine to five looks like. So we have, mm-hmm. we have a, a 70-30 async to sync work culture, meaning we limit the amount of meetings our company has so that women, whether they're moms or not, can live a more balanced approach to their day. Meaning if you need to go work out during the day or you need to take a kid to a doctor's appointment, there should be no guilt or like tiptoeing around that it's around
1: hundred percent like
0: expectation management, good communication, then, and then setting very clear goals. So everybody knows what they're working towards. And then you can give everybody autonomy, right? Uh, So I take meetings from like 12 to three. And then I'm usually done with like the screen time of my work at three. What I do is that's when my cortisol levels start to dip naturally. I take my strength gummy, I put on my workout clothes. That's when I go hit the gym or do a trainer session or whatever. Then I'll do like a walking meeting or whatever. Then I have what's my, my commute bath. And usually depending on how overstimulated I was that day, I might pop another stress gummy or stress drops take my commute bath, which is like what I call my time between being a mom and working. So I have to like, tra- my kids during the pandemic, they'd see me go to the bathtub and they'd be like, are you going to transform into a mommy? And I'm like, yep, mommy's got to go turn into a mommy. And so I go <laughs> take a bath. And I love then, that. And then I would be ready to be on mom mode and be present for them. And I've like Kind of set aside all the work stuff. Nothing is as urgent. I want to be focused for those couple of hours. My kids are still young, so they go to bed at seven thirty, and then that's when, like, whatever, like three times a week, I'll, I'll like set aside time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be intentional. This is going to be a night where I'm going to like masturbate or, or yeah, self pleasure, whatever. Yeah, and that's when I use the sex gummy. So yeah, that's like a typical day.
1: I love that. I love that. And I love that you're so open to talking about that while having three kids. Like, I just think it's so rare and you should realize how rare that is. And I think you're so inspiring. So this is so awesome. (laughs) what are your dreams and goals for House of Wise? Like, where do you, I, I, sometimes when people ask me that, I'm like, oh, that question's so vague. Like, obviously I just want to grow Cozy Cone to like a big lifestyle brand that sells like kids clothes and maternity clothes. And obviously I just want to grow it. Like, I just want to grow it. But for House of Wise particularly, like it just, do you have any products in the works that you're super excited about?
0: For me, House of Wise, like has this bigger mission. Like we are products for sure but we're we're community and what has turned into we call like the people who are buying our products and loving our products we call them our wise women and we created a slack channel for them and they are talking about all these things like work motherhood sex like a, a safe place like it's a place where you can come and be like hey i just got diagnosed with hpv like what do i do is this scary like let's talk about this stuff and so when i think about the future it's like maybe these become like physical spaces that people can go, they can talk to a sex expert, they can talk to a sleep expert, but there's like this safe place where we bring back community at the forefront of these brands and
1: products. I know I keep on saying this, you just, you're so awesome and so smart and especially coming from like, what are your parents like? I know that's so random, but like you say your parents have never, gone on a plane like how did how did you how did you <laughs> <laughs> become who you are? Oh my gosh, I've never
0: been asked that before. So, that's a great question. Yeah, I grew up on a, a massive like m- many acres of land. Um my dad is the town plumber and he he like lived out of his car when he was like 16 and then my mom and dad married when they were 18 and 19. And my mom is one of 11, nine girls, two boys, like oh, farm family. My God. Yeah. And so growing up and I have one older brother who's seven years older than me. And I want like one of the things that I can say about my childhood is that I was alone a lot. Like mm-hmm. I was in the middle of the, like my huge farm and making up games
1: (laughs) and (laughs) Mm -hmm. entertaining yourself.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I come from like a family and, and I don't know if this is a generational thing, but it was like, kids are to be seen and not hurt, or like you, you are quiet. And it was kind of like, my mom would be like, go play, come back for dinner. Yes. So I had to figure out what to do. And that caused me to just create all the time. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then
0: I will say I had a guidance counselor So in high school, I remember everything being just like, like only a couple of the people in my forty-three person graduating class went to college. Oh my God. Yeah, oh my like God. so small town. Lots of people went on to, and all amazing humans. Like I love, of course.
1: Co- yes, I mean, I Timmy and I always say, like, college. Who knows if college is even going to be in existence exactly. when? He, like he could be going to space for college or whatever it will be called. <laughs> oh you know what That's I
0: really. mean? <laughs> uh, and so I just remember this guy's counselor, like. He was the one who was always pushing me to, to do more. And he would pull me out of class and all of a sudden I was like, you know, student council president, but then he made me go further. And I like became on the state board of student council to run all of the student councils for Illinois. And Uh he kept pushing Uh me because, and I almost followed my high school boyfriend to this small college in Illinois. Uh And. He ended up cheating on me. So that was good that I didn't follow him. Yeah, like, blessing. Yes, but he, I remember this guidance counselor saying, you will be making the biggest mistake of your life if you follow a boy. And again, it was that subconscious, like my identity has to be, I have to get this like check the box thing. This guy pushed me, my guidance counselor, Mr. B, and he pushed me and I followed And I went to a Big Ten University. My parents had no clue how to help me, but I went there I worked six, like I, I was working so many jobs. I had four full-time jobs during college wow. college. wow. Then I graduated early. Cause I was like, fuck this. It's so expensive. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, good and then for you. I like went straight to Chicago, worked for Ernst and young, my first job out of school. And then that was like, really, I started to get exposure to entrepreneurs through the program I was managing at Ernst and young and saw just like it just ignited this passion inside of me to want to like create and change. And for me, everything that I've done that I'm, I'm turned 36 on Friday, like everything I've done to this point in my life was mission driven. Like I, I have to work on things that I feel like I understand, or it's part of my life or, Yes. You know what I mean? And of
1: course, something that actually something that you feel something that you feel is missing or something that needs to be worked on or something that you feel in your life has affected you. I, I totally get that because if you're not passionate about it, if it's if it doesn't affect you in some way, then that will show in your work. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that led me to to now be creating founder. a founder. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> so crazy. I mean, so what would you say to someone who like who's unhappy in their career but feels maybe it's too late to make a change? Oh my gosh, I'm take it for me as someone who's
0: literally starting over in almost every facet of life in my mid 30s, I have never felt more equipped to do it because the work that has to take place in your like identity development in your 20s like if I was starting this company in my twenties, all those life experiences that I had to go through to like love myself, to, to be able to self-soothe, to not wrap my identity. Like as much as this company is born out of personal mission, it, if something were to happen, like my identity is not wrapped up in it. Yeah, like I can still yes. separate myself from relationships from even my children. Like my identity is not just a mother. Like I'm still my own person. And so for anyone feeling like they are not happy, the thing that finally, like two things that my therapist said to me, one, there's no right or wrong decisions in life. Uh The only decision is the one that you make and then you work to make it the right one for you. And so all that work happens post decision-making when you make whatever choice you made the right one for you. So that's number one. And then the second frame was just like, this is so simple, but like, there's no medals at the end of life for surviving. Like, again, not to get like dark, but it's like life is finite and there's no medal for saying, congrats, you made it to the finish line. And at the end of the day, we, I do this like 10, 10, 10 framing, will it matter in 10 days in 10 months or 10 years and that helps me contextualize i feel like we really expand emotions to fit things that sometimes are miscontextualized and and so for me like even getting a divorce when i come from the midwest and i grew up catholic i'm no longer catholic but i grew up catholic and And so all of those, that shame and stigma, I had to like separate and say, that's society's shame and stigma. What do I believe for my life? And form those own opinions. And I think doing that work to really figure out who you are is the root of everything else because you don't care then. You're like, I have done the work to know what I want, who I am. And it's okay to let things go that no longer serve that person you want to become.
1: Right. That is really, really good advice. I love that 10, 10, 10 thing. I think that does really put things into perspective. And then you're able to not make like decisions based on just what is necessary or needed right now. Like you're actually like, you keep saying being intentional and thoughtful about the decisions that you're making and making sure that what you're doing will will actually matter. And most importantly, matter to you, not to anybody else, but matter to you. So like I've, I find myself as someone just launching a business, like launching Cozy Co, I I find myself doubting myself so much. Like, especially I have a little bit of a different background, obviously than you, but I, I started being on TV when I was 21 and I did not have like a typical career path or corporate career path at all. And so now I find myself launching this business and I am like insecure about the decisions that I make while running it? Like, what do you tell yourself or how do you deal with insecurities and running in, in, in building this business and building a startup and being an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure you have moments of doubt where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) One it's,
0: it's, I think we're really, really good at identifying our gaps versus really, really understanding our superpowers. Like there's a reason you have the platform and community, people are drawn to you. There's a reason why your path has been the the path that it it is. And so recognizing your superpowers. And then I love being the dumbest person in the room. And so that means I don't have to make all these decisions. I surround, like I have, I've been in the tech world my whole life and so building a like a business that's relying on operations and supply chain and physical goods like that is not my wheelhouse and no. so I was the first one to be like hey we need a COO I need somebody that knows what they're doing here and and identifying like my superpower is brand like I've been a marketer my whole life and so right. I, I know how to like create a brand. You know more about fashion than anyone that's you're around. And so then you rely on all the people who can then say, okay, here's how you build a P&L. And here's how you do, you know, fly forecasting and all that stuff. Like no one expects you, but I think the framing starts with yourself and saying like, identify and talk through the lens of your superpowers,
1: mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. your gaps. hmm Yeah. I think that's so important. And like uh, being okay, asking for help. Like I've realized that this week, you know, our company is growing and we need to expand and we need to hire certain people, but I'm like, I don't even know who to hire. I don't even know exactly like what are the skills that I need this person to have. Like, I just know that we're missing top line, blah, blah, whatever it is. And so Yeah. I think it is so important to, to not have an ego when it comes, when you're starting a business and to be able to, yes, at least define, it's okay. Define what you, what your pros are, what your skills are, and then be able to ask for help for the other, the other tasks. Um,
0: Recognizing like the things you were just saying of like not knowing who to hire and all that stuff. It's like, you're going to like, we're going to make mistakes. Like we're both right. sort of very young companies and right. I think women specifically, like I've been fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of male founders over the past, mm-hmm. like six years in New York city.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And they fuck up all the time and you <laughs> never, never know it because they yeah. don't talk about it. They just like, right. are like, oh, okay, that was a bad decision. I'll just like pivot from that. And we focus so much on when we make a mistake. It's so true. <laughs> That's
1: so true. And
0: I feel so like that goes a mistake.
1: Like we, we've yeah, never done this before. <laughs> of course. But I think, I feel like I see that even in my relationship with my husband, like I vent to him about everything, every little thing, right? Like every little stressor, every little thing. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you have these stressors going on. Like, I know that there are things that like are happening in your career and in your life, but you don't feel the need to shot it from the rooftops. And I feel like we are just our sometimes can be our own worst enemy. And like, we will just lament on the failures and it's just not healthy.
0: Well, I think it goes back to gender gap, right? Like, yeah, women have had to work so much harder to get to where we are. And we have to prove ourselves before like men get opportunities. We have to prove we earned it. And to be respected, to be valued. Like I went to a, a, a VC event in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and it was like 90% men. And I remember like I would walk up, do the network, there'd be guys in a circle, I'd say, like, hey, I'm Amanda, like I'm a founder, da-da-da-da. And they'll be like, Okay, cool, 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 cool. And then they'd like turn their backs. And so then I like The way I think about it in those moments is just like I lean into my masculine energy, which is an uncomfortable place for me because I like to lead from a feminine place, from a place of empathy and maternity and all those things. But of course, but like we have both sides to us, even though it's more uncomfortable to lean into my masculine. And so in those moments, I'm like, all right, I will play that game and name drop and be like, oh, you know, so and so? Like, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. And in you have to talk
1: about yourself. Yeah. It's so hard to be your own salesperson. Yeah. It's so hard to do that. It I literally naturally to me. This sounds so
0: crazy. And people <laughs> are going to think I'm like cuckoo, but
1: uh, <laughs> I literally
0: like basically think of myself as like a 27 year old, like, tech dude. dude. Yeah. And, and I'm like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's my persona right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, lean into You it. have to role play in order to dig into that side to yourself. I totally get that. There's like little hacks that we obviously need to pick up along the way. And I think that's such good advice. And then where can everybody find your products and follow you on, on social media? Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. So houseofwise.co. Mm-hmm. check out all the different products and for me, if you want to check out like the behind the scenes of my crazy life, that's on do. Instagram <laughs> and my three fun kids. I have two gingers. Um, that's <laughs> at gets a.m. And then I share more of the like, if there's any founders listening or marketers, like I share more. I. I I quote unquote, I'm building in public. So I share very detailed notes about like how to prepare for a board meeting or how to build a marketing strategy. So I do all that on Twitter. So that's just Got Amanda it. M.
1: Gets. Okay, got it. I'm so grateful that we were able to have this conversation. And for all my followers out there, I think this is such an important product to look into and to educate yourself on because it's something else to turn to that actually works naturally within your body besides all the other things that we put in that don't. So... Thank you, Amanda, so much for taking the time to do this. And Whitney, thank you for allowing me the
0: opportunity. This was incredible. It was so great meeting you.
1: You too.